So, Jeff Bezos recently made the news, and it's not about him going to space-ish. That one we already knew about it, people have been talking about it and so on. But apparently, he has donated $100 million to a CNN commentator known as Van Jones, and he told him he can do whatever it is that he wants with the money. Much as it looks like it's a donation, and you know, it's supposedly supposed to be a gift, I feel like there's something sinister under all of this, and I would like to tell you all about it, but first, we have to do something a little bit, so... Alright, when you actually kind of look at the wording to all of this, um, apparently now, according to the entire story, Jeff Bezos, after coming back from space, you know, he was kind of doing his thing and he was feeling a little generous. He gave $100 million to CNN commentator Van Jones under what he called a surprised philanthropic project known as the Courage and Civility Award. Now, no one's ever heard about it, no one even knows about it, but it's there, it exists apparently. And honestly, I feel like there's something else under all of this. Like, first of all, this is an award that came out of nowhere. And the funny thing about all of this is, there's no special selection criteria, there is no specific way that he said he chose Van Jones. And apparently it's not just Van Jones who's been selected. Apparently there was also someone else that was selected, a certain chef called Jose Andres. And when Van Jones received it, he claims that it was a sometimes dream comes true moment. Uh, You bet on me and I appreciate it. It's money for me to give to others who blah, 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 blah. Like, to be honest... I feel as though these guys are covering something up and I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was eating ass or was giving ass and somebody had to settle because there was footage that was somewhere about it. Because honestly, that would make the most sense. Like if they were probably banging and somebody just so happened to record it or somebody recorded Jeff Bezos banging and they were actually trying to extort him and he looked at it, he was like, you know what, if any of this information gets out, then I end up losing more because, you know, Amazon stock prices can drop. My value will end up dropping in shit. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't want to lose billions simply because people would want to know that I'm in the closet. So I might as well give this guy money. And, you know, maybe he was extorted all the way till $100 million. And it kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. Like, that's a more plausible explanation from my end. Because it's out of the blues and there is nothing to substantiate that this award existed or, you know, those are certain criteria. So that's how I look at it. And, you know, then again, I could be wrong. Probably I don't understand settlements. Probably I don't understand awards and philanthropic initiatives. But what I do understand is podcasting or at least relationship podcasting. And speaking of which, I should probably start this one. So in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is not a hundred million dollars richer, probably because he didn't give out ass. He is a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denverby. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I get to talk about Dr. Dre's marriage. Somebody gets pissed off that their wife isn't getting that much. Usually, people get to lose their shits over one or two topics here and there but for some reason some people will always come back 
and i always appreciate you for that and if you do have your disagreements or if there are topics that you would like me to discuss then on instagram it is at break time on west side you can slide into the dms there the dms are always open on facebook it is also at break time on west side and on twitter you can slide into my personal page which is at bagaka the d and you know you can send me your different topics and feedback and love and shit and speaking of delivering topics we are two weeks away from me going on break and i usually tend to do this whole collab series called fan of a fan where i get to bring in certain people it could be a fan it could be a professional it could be a thought leader in one way or another and we get to discuss topics and if there is anyone that you would like me to do an episode of the podcast with then you know you can hit me up on twitter facebook or instagram and i would be glad to get them on provided that the slots are open and if there's topics that you would want us to discuss then well you know what to do kind of the same drill that i gave a minute ago facebook twitter and instagram you know how to send it you know dms is always open and all of that so we should probably move it on to our main topic but before we get to do that i want us to discuss dr dre a little bit or at least dr dre's wife or ex-wife as is supposed to be right now now if you guys remember at some point last year somewhere around july august there were the reports of them divorcing and in september we saw her demands and she wanted two million in spousal support and i kid you not that two million did not make sense to me uh, because there were things like an entertainment budget of i kid you not nine hundred thousand dollars there were things like charitable contributions of $125,000, you know, email, call, text, blah, blah, of around $20,000, laundry of $10,000. I think that one was probably the most plausible because maybe she has Vera Wang clothing that can't just be, you know, laundried that well, I guess. And when I was busy discussing this in the podcasts last year, I did kind of talk about how, you know, I'd be keen to follow up and, you know, see how things would develop. And fortunately, roughly about a year later, I come bearing news. So apparently, according to the courts, or at least according to court documents obtained by page six not too long ago, Dr. Dre has been ordered to pay his ex-wife, Nicole Young, $300,000 per month in spousal support. And yes, this is a huge step down. This is close to 10% of what it is that she wanted. It's actually around 15%. And it's supposedly supposed to begin from August the 1st. So, you know, she's going to be getting that money expeditiously. And to some degree, you know, it, it feels like an L when you consider that, you know, Dr. Dre has sort of been supporting her with his so-called multimillionaire and billionaire lifestyle and shit and it kind of feels like you know she's getting something she shouldn't be getting anything and i'm sure there's people that are spiteful because of this but to a certain degree like much as i feel bad that she's actually getting more than a cent because you know it's not like she's an adult that can't make her own money i am kind of happy at some of the times that did come with this entire thing because much as it might look like all was lost and or at least all 300k was lost well there's an extra caveat to this so apparently while she is going to be getting that 300k a month it is under the special condition that she either remarries or enters into a domestic partnership or unless the court orders otherwise at a later date and to a certain degree this kind of makes me happy because if anything this is more or less like dr dre's way of saying you know what you might have left me but I still own you, bitch. 
and I know it sounds misogynistic and I honestly don't give too much of a flying damn about it, but think about it like this. Not unless if she's gonna get herself a sex toy or she's gonna remain celibate, she's not gonna be getting that money for good. And to be quite honest, I'm perfectly okay with that because imagine having to pay out money while she's busy banging a nigga on the side. And technically, when you talk about a domestic partnership, I think probably a good lawyer could even go out and argue that having something as simple as a friends with benefits is some form of a domestic partnership, aka situation, and you know, you can just argue that shit out and she won't get a single bloody dime from him. And in a sense, much as he is going to be giving out money, by he I mean Dr. Dre, I feel like this is a win for him. And you know, for the woman, she is also getting a bit of a win, but at least that win does come with some caveats. But anyways, I will probably see how much farther this goes. I would like to hear if, you know, there is some sort of development, if she ends up getting nothing or some of this shit. But as far as we know, this is what it is. And we shall continue to wait and see how things unfold as time goes along. But we should probably move it on to our main topic of today. And it actually stems from a question. Like it's not necessarily just the question itself, but it actually does come rooted from a certain question. Now, this question was asked on Twitter, and yes, I know it's not Tweet Street. Usually, I discuss things that come from Twitter on Tweet Street, but this was such a huge thing that Tweet Street wouldn't have been enough for it. So, I figured I might as well just bring it on here and discuss it in its fullness here and now. So, the question in itself isn't necessarily the main meat of this. It was a certain quoted reply that came in that was fairly long but did make me question a bunch of things and i'm not gonna lie it kind of made my blood boil it did actually make my blood boil uh but i'll just read for you the original question so the question goes and i quote what went wrong with marriage in this generation men don't trust women and women feel like they don't even need men anymore what the fuck was the spark to all of this end quote now, the reply to this tweet, which ends up making the meat of this entire episode is, and I quote, Men have to now get women to like them and a lot of men aren't likable. Let's be honest about the situation. How many generations of men in history have ever had to get women to like them in order to have women be with them? We're probably the first to ever have this, so nobody knows what to do. We're two generations removed from a woman not being able to have a bank account with a man three to four removed from when they couldn't buy a home, couldn't work, couldn't sit, get educated, they couldn't do shit without a man. Women quite literally used to need a nigga. So they used to be with somebody regardless of if they liked the man or not. Today, they truthfully don't. They leave your ass and be perfectly fine. Hell, some of them might be better off. Your grandfather was probably a horrible husband. A lot of men want the same relationships they saw their families had but never thought to ask were the women happy in those situations. The real answer is a lot of them weren't." End quote. Now, I saw this and I immediately wanted to lose my shits. And to be honest, if this was me from like a year ago, from like two years ago, then my problem would have been the first section of this entire thing. I'd have just lost my shits on like the first bit. And I'll probably even address that one first. But the kind of person that I am now, the current person that I am, I have a problem with every single piece of this reply. 
and the funny thing is even the person that posted this up on ig two weeks ago was saying that there's a lot more to this than what he already posted up and for some reason people were in the comments busy saying yes yes this is the truth blah 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 and honestly i do want to go off on this guy because not only does he or she exhibit a very great form of ignorance but they're also showing their lack of understanding of culture and the kind of values that they had because when you look at how cultural systems were back in the day as opposed to now back in the day there was a very well set system people thought about shit and you know stuff was done with certain reasoning in mind but the way he's making it sound it's like people just did shit because you know it favored certain men and blah blah patriarchy blah blah so you know what how about i get into it and see if i can actually try and break this down so the first bit was men have to now get women to like them and a lot of men aren't likable well honestly i think that that's absolute bullshit because yes back in the day people used to go and appeal to each other's parents blah 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 you know if i wanted a woman i tell my dad and mom they'd go and talk to somebody's dad and mom or just dad and you know dowry prices blah 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 and if they're down for it a marriage will happen if they're not down for it it won't happen but here's the funny thing while people might actually think that that's how a lot of things used to happen back in the day Funny enough, the daughter's consent was there in quite a number of occasions and in quite a number of cultures. Because the funny thing is, people actually forget that there were times when people would fight over a certain girl. You'd find that there's like four, five, six, seven guys that want to marry the same woman. And, you know, they'll go and they'll be making different requests using their parents to the other person's parents. And they'll all be going to try and court this woman. And at the end of the day, it's not like the parents would go for the person that would make this woman the unhappiest. Yes, sometimes they would veto their parental power and, you know, force the daughter to probably get married to some form of royalty or a certain rich man or something. But that wasn't too common. And anyways, if you look at it, even now, when we're trying to appeal to women directly, there's a lot of them that are pretty much doing the same things for themselves towards rich men and some form of royalty. And all of that does come with its own caveats. So in a sense, this is absolute bullshit. Then also, if you kind of dial this back, we're not the first generation to do this. My parents had to hit on each other like shit, like they had to do that shit. Like, obviously the parents before them probably didn't have to, but my parents definitely did. And when you're looking at it, this is like that generation was more Gen X. Um, there was the more millennial Gen Y generation and there's Gen Z. So technically it's about three generations of it. Yes, Gen Z haven't exactly started, you know, trying to get married and shit, or at least not all of them have, but we are more or less in like the second or the third generation to say the least. Then, one other thing, where the hell do you think the whole tall, dark, and handsome thing came from? Like, it's all from a selection process of women choosing what it is that they like or didn't like. Yes, their parents might have been involved way back in the day, but women have been doing it for eons. Hell, even go back to the Neanderthal era, even look at animals, they've been going through that shit since time immemorial. They have gone, they have looked for the strongest, they have looked for the fittest, and they have looked for the ones with the most genetic potential to sire children with. So if anything, 
this was absolute bullshit. And on top of that, when you look at the whole, oh, we're two generations removed from a woman not being able to have a bank account when they couldn't buy a home, couldn't work, couldn't get educated. First of all, women used to get educated. In informal education, women used to be educated. Yes, men were taught different things and they went into apprenticeship and all of that. But at the end of the day, both genders used to get educated, especially in the African context. Because women were taught how to take care of the home. Women were taught how to take care of the children. Women were taught how to kind of try and diagnose certain things before they're going to a certain healer who can help them in one way or another. Like, women were actually educated. It's just that when colonization happened and when the white man came with his education, women didn't get a first place look at it. Yes, they did end up getting it later, but yes, they never used to get it before. But at the end of the day, this was because when the man was busy going there, when the boys were being taken there, it was with the idea and the thinking that they will be brought up so that they can learn something that can enable them to go and actually put the work in and bring the bread back home. Not that we didn't want to educate women. Women were being educated or just being educated differently. Hell, if you go and pay attention to some of the tribes that even, you know, used to take sex as like this big thing or like very seriously, women were actually being taught how to pleasure a man. Women were being taught how to have sex. What? Like, does that not count as education? Yes, it's a very small bit of it. But women were being taught how to do so many things. It's just that people like to think of education as formal learning in a classroom. Yet education is way, way more than that. Then when you look at things like buying a home, not working, like these were things that men were expected to do because ideally, back in the day, people were a little bit more collective and, you know, society was a little bit more jam-packed together because people used to kind of put the work in all for the community to grow because at the end of the day, it was about collective growth, not individual growth. Western culture is what has pushed individual growth, which has probably even done for us more harm than good. So in a sense, I feel as though this has probably made shit worse than it has better. Then about the grandfather being a horrible husband and about the women not being happy, I feel like that's absolute bullshit. Like your version of happiness right now is different from their version of happiness. What people derived happiness back then from was very different than what people derive happiness from right now. Yes, you posting up a picture on IG and getting a bunch of likes can make you happy. You traveling the world can make you happy. But back in the day, you being a pillar of the community would have been a source of happiness. You choosing to be with someone else so that you can come together and raise a family of the next potential leaders of the community was something that brought forth a certain level of happiness. And it's unfortunate that Western culture has brought about this whole idea of, oh, you know, go and get married to somebody that you love, somebody that you care about, blah, blah, blah. Like back in the day, marriage wasn't about happiness or who you cared about or who you had some sort of a palpitation for. Like it was about duty, the duty to create the foundation whereby the next generation of people that will grow the community will come from, be nurtured and actually grow to be the people that you would like them to be. And honestly, I feel like all of that shit's worked because if anything, they didn't have as many breakups and divorces back in the day. 
they ended up bringing out fairly well-developed individuals. Yes, some of them could be pretty old school by today's standards, but hell, they were pretty well-developed individuals. There were fewer broken homes. And if anything, I'd probably think that the rate of depression was a lot less back in the day since because people were very community-based, there were support systems all along the way. Because at whatever stage in life you were going through in the African culture, there was always somebody that was going to guide you and there were people that you were going through it with. So if anything, I feel like modern Western culture and shit has probably ruined more things than ever because we have more single parent homes, we have more broken families, we have more divorces and there's a factor and more depression. But that aside, I feel as though the people that are agreeing with all of this statement, that are agreeing that stuff back in the day was worse in the realm of marriage, sex and relationships, probably have a very, very minimal understanding of how culture was back in the day. Because yes, maybe women are independent right now, but let's look at what it's done to a lot of people. I'm not saying that female independence is a bad thing, by all means, I'm not. And Western culture has brought in quite a number of interesting things that have been quite beneficial to a lot of us. You know, technology has improved. People have, you know, learned how to treat different diseases. And, you know, people don't euthanize you by just picking you up, taking you to the forest and leaving you there and waiting for the hyenas and the lions to go ahead and eat you. Like, things have gotten better, but it doesn't mean that the things of the old were bad. Like the forefathers from back in the day, our ancestors, when they were making up a ton of these rules, they actually thought shit out. They actually thought through things pretty well. There's a reason why most of these arranged marriages tend to have people staying together all the way till the end, as opposed to these other ones where people say that they're getting married for love. Hell, like they get to stay a lot longer than a lot of the ones that we get to choose for ourselves. So if anything, it actually worked a little bit better. And when you look at it, yes, maybe people don't get to marry for love, but at least people knew that they were getting married because it's a duty. Because the marriage wasn't necessarily for them, it was for the community and for collective growth. Because at the end of it, it all came down to those two very special and very important words, which are collective growth. Nowadays, we have more individualistic people that are more about what me wants, what I need, what I feel like I should do, and what's right by me. Which could potentially be doing more harm than good. And maybe I'm wrong about all of this. But it's unfortunate that I can't even dive in a little bit more because honestly, I wish we had more time so that I could get into this. But well, you know, the podcast has a certain timing that I usually have to hit. But let me just conclude by saying this. Just because... Things might look better right now, just because you might feel like you have more freedom right now, does not mean that things were bad back in the day. It does not mean that what our forefathers decreed, what our forefathers put into place was actually wrong or full of garbage. A lot of it was actually very well thought out. And if you do believe that what they actually came in and decreed was bad, then maybe what the colonizer did actually worked. Maybe colonization actually has done its job and has taken over the mind. But as a Spanish philosopher once said, those who do not learn from their history are condemned to repeat it. 
But anyways, maybe I could be wrong about this entire thing as well. So I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open. On IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening from Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>